Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to the second episode of Amazing Truth Podcast for 2021. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Today's Truth Minute comes to us from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1. And it says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the porter's, to the porter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Life is a journey. Uh, last week's Truth Minute podcast, we looked at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where Solomon says there's a time and a season for everything. A time to heal, a time to play, a time to laugh, a season to harvest, time to plant, and so forth. And so, as we look at life, you know, we may have become prisoners of our shame from what was done to us, what we are doing to others, or what we, ha- uh, what we are not doing. True freedom will only come when we allow the truths of our lives to align with the public persona of who we are. Who we are in public should align with our private lives, failure to which our sins eventually will catch up with us or we deny others the opportunity to share in your journey, to learn from your experience, to be comforted by your story, and as a, as a result, to be uplifted. Today, it is a time for us to celebrate the journey that we have gone through. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back to the second episode of 2021. Again, in the house, we have the Obikos. They were with us last time. If, listen, if you have not listened to the last session, uh, the last uh, recording, please, please pause, rewind, and go back and listen to it first so that we can be able to pick it up where we left. As usual, my name is Ezra. I'm here as uh, your host for today. And I'll let the Obikos reintroduce them uh, themselves again to us one more time. I'm Kenan. Nancy and I am, we are past hosts of the Amazing Truth Podcast, and Nancy is my lovely wife. Amazing. This time you went to the Obikos. <laughs> Last time you went to Kenan and, and Nancy. So that is good. That is good. Um, we we are here again for those who are catching us. And, and in case you listen to the last episode and you want a refresher reminder, uh, we, 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 we have the Obikos sharing with us their stories. Last week was amazing to learn about, you know, uh, the, the, their family, their marriage. Uh, but above all, the story that they shared with us, which they will continue sharing with us today, is about how they lost uh, their, their three babies through miscarriage and one still, two through miscarriage and one through a stillbirth, right? Um, and it was 
uh, moving, inspirational, um, encouraging, and at, at the same time very informative and showing God's grace through the journey so far. You know, when we look at people, our friends, they smile, but you don't know what exactly they're going through. So I, I don't want I don't want you to hear much of my voice. We yeah. want to pick it up where we were last week. And I think uh, just to set the tone from where we were last week, you know, they were because you had lost your uh, the, the first child, you had two miscarriages uh, within a span of maybe three months uh, or less. Uh, and during that time, you started seeking for help. You've gone through all these uh, doctors from Hennepin to, uh, you, you know, Fairview. You visited several hospitals, just to, to mention a, a few of them. And you you are right. You found this doctor in St. Paul who I think is the St. Paul doctor, right? Uh, Minneapolis. All right, the doctor in Minneapolis, them, and yeah. now you had to go through. Tell us, take us the journey now. What, what, what was their treatment? What happens here? Where are we now? What's the story? Uh, and of course, in the last podcast, Nancy, you highlighted that uh, you had fibroids, and maybe they're saying that could not be the cause, but they're still there. So tell us, refresh us a little bit, and then take us from there. So the doctor we used to see at. Um Fairview Bus Lake in Maple Grove referred us to this doctor at um, North Memorial Maternal Fetal Clinic. And that's because she looked at, at us and she was like, I really don't know what to do with you guys. I The re- doctor's report says everything is okay, but you've had a stillbirth, you've had two miscarriages, but we really don't know what to do. So we were at a point of despair. Even the doctor herself was at a point of despair. And she was like, I I don't know. So she was like, this is probably the last option. And we decided to go forth with it. And the moment we saw that doctor, his name was Dr. Phipps. He has since retired. I think he retired a couple months after uh, we saw him mm-hmm. and the clinic has since been closed oh, wow. it was closed like a year after after you guys yeah wow actually I think a couple months after because they sent yeah. us perfect timing for you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. it was actually real perfect timing God's so, timing God's timing so Dr. Phipps very old man very knowledgeable with an old man with a lot of wisdom so he he would look at you and he would think he sees through your soul. He never used to say much. Actually. Never used to say much. Yeah. Just, you know, lets you talk and talk and, you know, tell you what he's going to do. And so we started, you know, the, with, I think he just did blood work and yeah. he did the balloon test. Yeah. And that was it. Mm. And it was like, we just have to get this thing removed. Okay. Do you want to go forward with it? I said, yeah, mm-hmm. if that's what you recommend we're gonna have it removed mm-hmm. and to make it clear the reason we had not gone forward with the surgery before when let's say we were at HCMC is because they had said not to mm-hmm. they recommended not to do it they said it's not causing any harm so, not, so, so Nancy sorry to cut you fibroids what, what are fibroids you know there are people some especially us like men yeah um I don't want. I don't want you to go into the specifics, the mm. details, but just in a nutshell, in a yeah. one liner. And and if you want to go through it, that's your story. I don't know why I'm telling you what to say and not what to say, but yeah. So, and this is something I learned while, like during this whole process, they are just growth that mm. they grow in the uterine wall or in the uterus. They could be hanging. Mm-hmm. 
they could be many they could be as a as big as as basketball mm-hmm. they could be very tiny they mm-hmm. could cause lots of problems some mm-hmm. of them can just stay there for years and years and not cause any problems mm-hmm. so in my case the doctors were conflicted about it because it was in the uterine wall like it wasn't in 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 the in the space of the baby mm-hmm. and i think the position also no one really wanted to touch it because it was in a tricky area yeah, yeah they, they 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 said it's it's in a tricky area it won't affect your pregnancy but it would affect but we don't want to touch it mm. okay yeah so that's why even the doctor who came highly recommended at health partners even him he was like i think it's okay you just go and and get pregnant mm-hmm. he he didn't want to touch it as well mm-hmm. so when we met dr phipps and he recommended it and he was like I have a partner so there there's two there was two doctors at that clinic mm-hmm. uh the other the other doctor was Dr. Damario mm-hmm. so he recommended that his partner will do the surgery mm-hmm. so Dr. Phipps job was to diagnose and Dr. Damario was to go forward with the surgery mm-hmm. and we were like yeah we're going to go forward with it so and Dr. Damario was fully booked so this was i think sometime in fall and the earliest we could get was February. Mm-hmm. So the earliest appointment we could get was February 4th and we went forward with it. Now, the surgery itself was a whole other mm. story, but we are so glad we went forward with it because first of all the surgery was it took 6 hours. Mm-hmm. Almost 8. Mm-hmm. Cuz I went in at 7. Mm and came out of the recovery room at 4. So Kenan wow. was seeing me at 6 in the evening from early morning 7. And he was there alone until later I think our best man joined him. Those those kind of moments just make me feel so bad for him like for putting him through all that. But he's been he's been a great support system Stop through and, and i'm laughing not because i'm not with you but because i know this guy <laughs> you know so yeah so he was there the whole time and you know they kept him updated and everything else so and the surgery was being done by a robot wow a laparoscopic surgery it was a laparoscopic surgery but then with the help of a robot as well wow. so i was wheeled in i saw this huge mm. robot and thankfully it was successful and the doctor had told me as soon as you know like as soon as it's done you're gonna feel like a whole new person and yeah. actually that's what i felt really? and, and i think at that time just the the surgery system the way they had i think it was one of the new methods mm-hmm. they were trying out mm-hmm. you mentioned something like that it's a new method they were so excited about it mm-hmm. so it turned out it turned out less yeah. invasive she didn't she just mm-hmm. had minimal scars just four scars mm-hmm. so that helped too yeah so they do they do surgeries with robots Yeah it was done by a robot huge one so and he he had warned me he told me you're going to feel like a whole new person after you know during the recovery process and trust me i i since that time i just feel like a whole new person yeah. nice. I can like i say something though when about the a whole new person i think it 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 kind of helped us to also look forward to you know what we want as well in terms of trying to get a baby mm-hmm. because i think it uh, mentally it kind of freshened up mm. our minds mm-hmm. and uh, there was some the 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 fear kind of just went away for some for me at least mm-hmm. it, the the fear of the past mm-hmm. kind of went away mm-hmm. uh, because 
he's they seem so excited about it. I mm-hmm. think that's God too because mm-hmm. when they say a whole new person, I think we we became whole new people mm-hmm. and I think we looked forward to it and even though we knew we might go through the same thing, mm-hmm. we we kind of had the f- the strength to kind of say if he comes we'll take it, if he doesn't come we'll yeah, mm-hmm. so on. And talk about God's timing. Mm-hmm. It was such a perfect timing because I had just started I was still at my my the job I always had, mm-hmm. you know, prior to that. But the company had been bought by Johnson and Johnson. Mm. So the benefits were way way better than nice. Nice. before. So like uh for short term disability I think I got 12 weeks. Oh nice. Of recovery. Mm-hmm. And I think I extended it by another maybe two weeks or something like that and yeah. it was 80% paid wow the whole time so it it was just god's timing you know i'm i'm listening going back to the previous episode where you had to quit your job yeah. and you know you're uh-huh. paying things yeah. from pocket and and then you know everything is starting to lighten up there's there's a sense of light at the end of the tunnel from just listening to how this podcast has started uh l- let me let me follow up with a question of What year is this? What year is this now? I remember the, the still birth is 2011. Please look look I'm at not look at Nancy. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might say 2022. <laughs> yeah. It's 2014 so, February 4th. And I asked that 2014 oh, yeah. February 4th. Your farm uh, yeah, got <laughs> 2014. So that's around three years later since yeah. your marriage since 20, yeah. you know you're very right, still right. young marriage yeah. young couples everybody's looking at you oh, the new couples now they need to have kids mm-hmm. how, how did you ever get any of those when are you going to have yeah. a child did you get any stigma community yeah. we got a lot of those you know we would go to church and you know having a still but really put us mm. through us out there in the limelight mm. like that couple who lost their baby through mm. a still but so that's how you are being Yeah. referred to yep. there's a stigma even even how the, mm-hmm. it's not nancy it's a label, yeah. it's it's a label, a label. that you really yeah, had yeah it became a label it became our identity mm. i would say yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and no some women would even come up to me and say well we there was another lady who went through kind of the same thing like you but she now she's now pregnant what are you waiting for mm. but then you they know, didn't know the other two small miscarriages other, and we didn't yeah, tell and the struggles as yeah. well mm. that were coming along what would you tell that? people who say those kind of things you know just uh, be and i think <laughs> people mean well i think it's yeah. not like people are being it's, like how can we how can we because also the other the other tricky part is where you be, we, we push people away who really mean well Right. You know, how do what does that look like? How would you have wished people to empathize and sympathize with you in moments like those? I don't know if that's a hard question. It's not a hard question because first of all, it's it's real stuff. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very real. It's it's what I yearned mm-hmm. for someone to just come to me and ask me what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. instead of just making assumptions. assumptions. So, I would say ask me mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know in our community don't assume. Don't assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and marriage um marriage sometimes doesn't equate to children. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, having having children is not uh as uh a, a stick that says that your marriage is good. measuring. It's not a, yeah, it's not a yardstick. Not a yardstick. That's that so children are a blessing are an addition to what mm-hmm. you already have. Mm-hmm. And I think 
don't don't ask don't assume that what are you waiting for what are you i could be waiting but you don't know what while i'm waiting what i'm going through mm-hmm. so again children are not <clears throat> a yardstick of of marriage a successful marriage mm-hmm. and i just say be be considerate mm-hmm. be considerate of other people's feelings and i know we are coming from a generation where some people don't care about that mm-hmm. the older generations the old mamas mm-hmm. would not uh so yeah just be considerate and I don't know how but, but, but also not bad because I've not been there but I I feel like there's also the desires that you had yourselves you know and and you're crying for that help maybe yeah. intentionally or unintentionally but then the way it's reciprocated it's all more harmful or more hurtful than before mm-hmm. so I think uh, stigma is real stigmatization is real and as, if you're listening out there please um including ourselves we don't know what someone yeah. is dealing with and that's why uh, truth many today life is a journey mm-hmm. and we don't know where we, the, the molding process can be painful how do we be gracious and work and help with each other sorry to take you out of out of context so it's it's, no, it's, it's important something so. to mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's very important for people to understand mm-hmm. uh w- like how to help mm-hmm. like i remember in our situation we had kind of just bottled up a lot of emotions mm-hmm. that the two of us we were a great support system for each other mm-hmm. but it reached a point where Kenan felt like he's not giving me all the help that I need mm-hmm. and i remember one time we hadn't seen our best couple mm-hmm. for many many mm-hmm. months maybe and then one time we went, we met somewhere at a funeral and Kenna knew I was not going to open up mm-hmm. and the one thing he just did was just to call Jillian and say come here's Nancy mm-hmm. and the moment I saw Jillian I just started crying mm-hmm. like you broke it just down. I just broke down like it was everything I had kept mm-hmm. the whole time she didn't know about the two miscarriages mm-hmm. so this whole time we were going through it mm-hmm. by ourselves nobody knew mm-hmm. so I just broke down and all she did was just listen to me mm-hmm. and yeah offer that shoulder and that's what i needed. Yeah. And you know, the whole process is a process of so many emotions. Like one time you could need a shoulder to cry on, the other time maybe you need someone to listen to you. Yeah. So I would say be that person who seeks to know what kind of help that person needs mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Because you might be offering help but in the wrong way at the, in the wrong timing yeah because that's not what that person needs at that time because it's you know it's a roller coaster of emotions i would say is i want to say something to 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 add to that the reason why i said here is nancy mm-hmm. as as a spouse or as a partner mm-hmm. there's some there's a level of support you can only give mm-hmm. and i like, you know spouses are supposed to be that rock rock system that, but there's a level of support that you can give your your, your partner mm-hmm. that it doesn't hit that spot mm-hmm. and for us we were fortunate that it it worked with uh uh Jillian they were best couple mm-hmm. but sometimes that's where professional help comes in mm-hmm. that's where you need to seek that professional help mm-hmm. where someone a third eye because mm-hmm. i needed support she needed support but mm-hmm. there's a level of support we can give each other because mm-hmm. i can't be a, a therapist for my for my wife you can, she can be a therapist for mm-hmm. me although it would be it, but it doesn't work that yeah. way so that's why we need to seek that yeah. professional help And I think that's one thing that we need to talk especially to the people listening out there is that it is when you're seeking help it doesn't mean that you're broken it no. doesn't mean that you're sick you know it 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 it's you don't take your car for oil change because it's broken yeah. you know it's it's I mean, the it needs it to function maintenance 
So we are very good in maintaining our homes, our houses, at our cars, but how do we maintain our emotions? How do we maintain our physical uh um you know being as 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 you might in our mental yeah. state it also needs that maintenance let's get back to so you go the surgery now you're feeling like a whole new person mm-hmm. you know life is 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 brighter for you can and you you seeing this hope this this is this light at the end of the tunnel um of course there was light mm-hmm. because now we know we have nolan yeah. <laughs> and alani <laughs> right so we so we were, mm-hmm. i'll just i'll just do a preamble so we 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 The surgery went well. She healed and we started trying mm-hmm. and we, we were blessed. I think not not too long after mm-hmm. we uh, we got pregnant with our first our daughter of our firstborn. And um uh, that's a whole you know you we we were happy we were in this space where now we are pregnant this is what we wanted. But then now the stress. I know uh-huh. we were talking about celebration yeah. but then the stress comes in now. Uh-huh. What if? What if? What if? Uh-huh. What if? So I I <laughs> every day is a celebration. Every, yeah, every you, day becomes yeah. a celebration. Uh-huh. Like. You wake up and if you hear a kick, mm-hmm. you are happy. And I I stressed her a lot. Let me let me own up. To <laughs> 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 I, I I I kept asking her, you know, did you hear the kick? Did you hear a kick? Did you hear this? Did did, did the baby kick today? Have you had the baby in an hour? And it later on she told me, man, that was it was the hardest. Mm that was the hard that my that question was the hardest for her mm. you know Nancy how was that pregnancy now well, on, on top of Ken and stressing <laughs> you <laughs> how was yeah. that journey now mm. the journey was a tough one but let me let me backtrack a little bit mm. and and still go back to God's timing mm-hmm. yeah. um immediately after the surgery mm-hmm. i remember the doctor mentioning something like um it's good that they took the fibroid out mm-hmm. because i think because of the hormones the the main, the pregnancies that i'd had and the hormones fluctuating mm-hmm. the cells inside the fibroid had died oh so eventually that wasn't going to be a good thing the cancerous yeah oh really mm-hmm. so he he said it's good that they got the fibroid out in time and then he also mentioned something like they saw a little bit of endometriosis but he told me it's nothing to worry about it's it wasn't at, at a level where i would be worried about and yeah he told me you know just take your time heal and then come back so we had a couple of other appointments now with our, the original doctor dr phipps and he like i said he used to do the d- test by himself the ultrasound and once he was sure that everything is yeah, good yeah. i've healed he was like now you're good but as soon as you get pregnant as soon as you do that test come give us a call and come to the clinic and that's what we did so as soon as like five weeks pregnant i was having ultrasounds wow so and the moment he saw the embryo sac and everything he was he was happy he told me to come back next week so i started weekly appointments from as early as the day i knew i was pregnant mm. week 5 mm. and once he was sure that everything was good he referred me now to the regular high risk pregnancy clinic mm-hmm. so Very apart met. from that that was a whole other stressful situation but Which one? Ap- the high risk pregnancy going to the clinic. high risk weekly. clinic weekly, weekly is also another and, and we lived in Plymouth and mm-hmm. uh it was in um, Minneapolis yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i drive every monday morning 
because he had to make time for that uh-huh. every week mm-hmm. to accompany me. Yeah. But I lost my job. Oh. Um mm-hmm. just a couple in like during the healing process and right before I became pregnant. Don't feel sorry for her. it. It was a blessing. That, <laughs> jo- that job that had the good benefits, benefits in yeah. insurance exactly. now yes. is gone. Yes. yes. But then I had a job where my benefits yeah, now his, took his, over. His yeah. benefits were really good. Mm-hmm. So the short-term disability, we were using my short-term disability, but his in, we were using ins- his, his insurance, insurance. Mm-hmm. which was very good. Mm-hmm. So I lost my job and we were so, so devastated. Because, mm-hmm. you know, financially it meant a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. But little did we know it was God's plan because a w- month later, I became pregnant. Mm. Yeah. And I think God wanted me to stay home to during the whole time and just rest. Because that pregnancy, I used to sleep a lot. Like I would wake up, I'd go to bed at 10 and wake up at 11. He would wow. leave for work and leave me in bed. I would wake up at 11, have breakfast and go back to have a nap until like 3 p.m. when he's coming back home. I was so sleepy. So I You're it, so it spoiled. It was all God's plan. <laughs> Uh-huh. the whole pregnancy mm. the whole time so you how. needed that time god's timing was mm. perfect for you guys because mm. there's no job that's going to allow you sleep that much mm. <laughs> and keep your yeah. salary yeah. and 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 you know did you have anything trauma from the previous three miscarriages would you ever wake up with fears or feel like yep so first of all from the still but Let, let me start with the first few weeks. So remember the two miscarriages I had them very early. Mm-hmm. So the trauma oh. for me was every time I'd go to the bathroom mm-hmm. I'd you know just check to make sure everything yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. No no smear of blood or anything. Mm-hmm. And thankfully there was none mm-hmm. the whole time. And then now once the baby started kicking Nancy, I would not to would you tell the story well the story when we found out we were helping this friend move and yeah oh. that's that's an interesting one <laughs> So we of course we were trying to have the baby mm-hmm. and um so I had you know tried to lose weight I had cut out everything that would just make me mm-hmm. you know like meat and all that so this particular time we w- i tested actually the and this is after the surgery and the test was negative mm-hmm. like the pregnancy stick showed negative mm-hmm. so i was so dev- devastated i told kenan kenan of course was devastated as well so we um kenan's cousin was moving to iowa mm-hmm. so he requested us to go help them move but I accompanied accompanied him there but this I had this feeling not to lift not to do anything mm-hmm. heavy or just not to do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. So once we got there he was doing all the stuff and I was just sitting down. Of course I'm the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and remember I had tested a negative yeah. the test showed negative mm-hmm. and I started having like some cramps mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was implantation. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of smear, but brownish. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, that was always the sign yeah. when it came to five weeks, six weeks. That's yeah. what always happened. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty sure it's another miscarriage. miscarriage. And remember, this is after the surgery. Mm-hmm. So we we helped the cousin move. 
they left and came back home but that night i was i was so much at peace for mm. for one i don't know why but because i don't know but i was so much af- at peace mm-hmm. that night even after the days events like seeing the smear and um the cramp mm. and from there everything just kept going and i remember even making that call to dr fabs to tell him that you know we we think we are pregnant but the test showed negative mm-hmm. so he said just come in let's see how many days later you are i think i said about 3 or 4 he was like come and for sure there was there was a baby yeah. but the test at home showed negative. negative wow so the test i think god was bringing us back to the yeah. agent he had sent to Maybe us. Maybe faulty like covid test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah. but 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 just it's amazing to see right. that you you're feeling your body you're feeling like mm-hmm. I'm pregnant mm-hmm. but the test is showing Negative. you are not pregnant and 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 based on your instinct you call your doctor and that goes to show that you are actually pregnant. I think we're going to take a break here shortly. Uh let's take a break so that we can come back and uh uh do the next part as we finish. This is the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth podcast. Real issues, real talk. The Amazing Truth podcast. Real issues, real talk. This is the Amazing Truth podcast. Again as we as those who are, t- are tuning in right now, we're going on with our series uh brought to us by the Obicos on their journey on uh uh um, you know their journey. Yes. I don't, I don't even actually I don't know what journey is, but about <laughs> <laughs> their journey. I don't even know uh, the topic. Like, but uh <laughs> again, their journey, their story that they're yeah. sharing. And I wanted to highlight because one of the things that we've been talking about is support systems yeah. for people who are going through that. Um uh, there's there's one group that is called Waiting Womb Trusts and uh, this group is actually based in Kenya for those who are you know uh, have ties and roots but they also have a social media platform on Facebook and other uh, other places where they have people from all over the world I think they have around 8000 uh women and community members and uh been there for uh, for, for a couple of years now uh the founder went through that her name is Editor um please if you have time you can check uh, waiting womb trust inbox them they are very quick in responding because i've i've i know people who have done that and they've received and they can always connect you to some support system wherever you are uh so if you're here listening to this story if you know and even if you're not going through these and you want to just hear what other people are going through so that you can be a support system please be sure to tune and of course they'll because that's what they're sharing this story so check us out in our social media handles uh Facebook, Instagram, email us the handles amazing truth podcast uh, at gmail or .org for the website. This is the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right, welcome back. So, uh Nancy and Kenan, they have visited their specialist after they the feeling is we're pregnant but their test is faulty. How was the pregnancy, the two pregnancies in general? Were there complications? Um how was that journey? 
uh, apart from the stress of uh, and the, the fear of, of losing another one, losing another one, I think the stress, um, uh, she had just minimal complications uh, for the first pregnancy, I think. I'll never talk the second. The second is the most reason I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Those blood pressure issues. Uh, Yes, it wasn't as bad. I would. It wasn't as bad. So you think the, the healing, emotional stress, the, the fibroids, well. maybe complete the treatment yeah. before maybe right. might have yeah. helped. Yeah, might they, have helped. They, yeah. Apart from the physical stress, the emotional stress of of the of the pregnancy, I think, is what took a toll on on us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nancy, yeah, how was it? And the many doctor visits that mm-hmm. we had to make. Mm-hmm. It, at some point, it was even up to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An ultrasound every week, mm-hmm. just to make sure that uh, the baby is okay, mm-hmm. and um, thereafter seeing our primary OB. Mm-hmm. But they took good care of us. Yeah, and the reason I'm saying they were, good hands. yeah, they were not too bad. I think it's because we didn't care. Even mm-hmm. if they said this, mm-hmm. this clinic is in Wyoming, mm-hmm. we would, would have gone. And so we, it was, we had a good team. Yeah, we had a good team. We were in good hands. I think God gave them to us. Yeah. Specifically for us, mm-hmm. and we did not. That's why we didn't see it as as, as difficult because we. Yeah. So today you're proud parents of Nalani and Nolan. Yeah. How was that feeling of beholding your child, knowing what you had gone through? How was that feeling? Well, for Nalani, Nalani's situation was a little bit different because she was born a preemie. Okay. Okay. And so that's another both, both our kids. Yes. Yeah, both were preemies, but for Nalani she had to go to the NICU mm. for we didn't know at the time we didn't know for how long, but mm. well we went in for our checkup mm. as usual and we knew it was our last checkup. Mm-hmm. And the moment the ultrasound lady did the ultrasound, we could just tell from her face that something yeah. is wrong. And I used to I, I hated the ultrasounds because of yeah. what I had gone through. Mm-hmm. The first time, because mm-hmm. that's when I had learned that I had lost mm-hmm. my baby. So I really, I, I don't like ultrasounds at all. So a little background, Nancy. Si- since we were high risk, uh, it was a high risk pregnancy. We used to go every every Monday mm-hmm. or every week, and then they do a, um, a stress a, test. A stress test. Mm-hmm. So the baby has to pass the stress test. I think there are five pointers they look at: kicking, breathing, playing. So. Mm-hmm. That particular Monday was the last Monday, and then we have a scheduled C-section the next week, the next Monday for for birth. Mm-hmm. So this was immediately after our baby shower. We went to the next Monday. So she failed that the, the test, mm. meaning she didn't hit the, the threshold yeah, mm-hmm. that they want. So they they told us. Uh, so they kept us there. They put her on a machine to monitor the whole the whole process. She kind of felt she she I think she failed. Then they referred us back to our doctor. The mm. doctor put us in a different machine oh, yeah, they, too. They, yeah, so we were sat there for about they, four hours. Mm. She she I think I don't think she she passed. No, she failed. She, again. she failed. And I, of course we are scared. We I don't want to minimize this, but it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was very scary. Like okay, deja vu again. Mm-hmm. But so then uh, they told us we they they told us we have to get this baby out, mm-hmm. and then that hits you. Mm. they're not getting a baby out to give to someone mm-hmm. they're, they're getting a baby out for yourself now the king instead of a parent now i'm gonna be a parent amidst of all those stress so they did and that they also told us you know because she's a preemie she's coming even earlier than we thought yeah yeah she will have to go to NICU. yeah and we don't know what to expect so yeah. that also yeah. was very stressful but yeah. 
We were happy. We were, we were happy. You we were, were happy at least there's a baby. At least there's a baby that they're caring for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, caring for. Being yes, and but, but then at the same time, that, that job of holding, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know. But, but wow, I mean, even when even when you think that you've you know, now we are almost there. Yeah. You guys were it seems like you are always on the edge. Any yeah. change of something small will trigger you guys and yeah. you know bring all the trauma back and and everything else. So, how long was were they so we so we sat there the whole day and then um so they finally took the baby out and then she she couldn't her breathing wasn't uh as I good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was so this is my st- <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the baby came out healthy, cried the first uh the first time I uh, hope you don't she peed on she peed oh, in yeah, Nalani. The funny interesting <laughs> thing is when Nalani was removed from my tummy the <laughs> moment she came out she <laughs> peed. She peed back in because the tummy was open so she peed oh. in. <laughs> <laughs> but then they they took her they asked me to come and they were so calm so collected they told me to come get, cut the umbilical cord uh I mean it's a, it's an ama- many, it's an amazing many. feeling you know like you wanted it's you wanted an intimate feeling but yeah you saying yeah cut this so they took they cut that they took the baby they tried to her breathing they saw her numbers were up or not good but they they let me hold her mm-hmm. for a little bit i think i brought we, no I yeah we, so. no we we brought just it to, to yeah just to look mm-hmm. so she looked mm-hmm. and then they they just took her into make so, you so because so her, her breathing wasn't um, so you guys went in for checkup Yeah mm-hmm. but you left with a baby. We left we born. didn't live with a baby. Yeah, yeah we didn't leave yeah. but you you yeah. gave yeah. Yeah, she, she she was born that yeah, day. So yeah they took her she was born we were not you know how people say I'm packing my hospital mm-hmm. oh, we, yeah, didn't yeah, we didn't have none have. of that. Yeah we said we'll pack that week because <laughs> then it was the next Monday so yeah. we said this week we'll pack a hospital bag or so that when we go yeah how so long well, before she came home uh 10 days 10 so days. she was born Those, March 15th uh but 10 days felt like a year Ezra Mm. felt like a yeah so she was in a, the NICU you remember you, you can't you can't you they you hold her for a little bit and bring her back um and so she was there for 10 days she had to start breastfeeding so i used to run yeah run then she needed the milk mm-hmm. so i used to run pump take the milk down there and she around the clock every three hours every three hours i lost weight bro <laughs> <laughs> that was good exercise that's yeah, good, ex- was good yeah. exercise yeah so and then so 10 days um and and by god was gracious to us mm. and i don't want to minimize this because there were babies in there mm-hmm. who needed that help mm-hmm. they they were in a in you know oh, different shit. situations yeah so we thank god that our the nalani wasn't that she needed the help but not as much so we usually prayed for those and we said we'll go back and uh just volunteer because mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing what those nurses mm-hmm. do that god has blessed and what those the parents go mm-hmm. and what the parents go through because mm-hmm. then you have to sit there we told there was a baby who hasn't who had was has been there for almost six months wow you know has grown they tell you she was this small they were this small now you see the baby in the mm-hmm. yeah so yeah there's you know so yeah she was there for 10 days uh then we, we brought her home brought her home All right. Nolan different. He he was Nolan's so for Nolan the birth is what was difficult but for Nolan it's the pregnancy that was difficult. Mm-hmm. I think because of what we had gone through with Nolan now I went into that paranoia mm-hmm. anxiety mode and I ended up from day one I ended up with high blood pressure and 
thankfully my doctor was on top of the game and I was put on medication immediately but now the problem was uh, they said that for our pregnant mother was uh, high blood pressure the babies tend to be smaller yeah. in the tummy like when when they're still in the tummy so they used to monitor that the growth of the baby every week sometimes yeah, up my, to two times weekly visits again yeah um, and actually for Nolan it was worse because of yeah, his growth yeah. mm-hmm. and you know they would measure the baby i remember one time the ultrasound lady did a mistake and uh, i don't know i think she was using a different machine and the measurements came back a little bit different and from there the doctor was like nope you have to come back three times a week and if the baby is not growing we have to take the baby out and oh. i went into panic mode and the anxiety people talk of anxiety <laughs> i don't know mm. anxiety is so bad i, I, I remember like that alone just used to make my blood pressure go up just thinking about just it just thinking about it but so the next time i remember going into the clinic for uh another ultrasound and our ob mm-hmm. who is very good snuck around the corner to come and talk to the ultrasound lady because she knew we we were going to be there at a certain i think it was 11 in the mm-hmm. morning and just to come and give a personal message like make sure you do a good job mm. and it it really touched me mm. like to have a doctor who just you know lives whatever mm. she's doing to come and talk to the ultrasound lady to make sure she's doing because she knew how much those things would affect mm. me and yeah thankfully everything turned out fine and the growth was okay even though Nolan was born still born smaller but yeah. both, the, both at least the growth born. was was consistent yeah yeah i mean she he was born um he was born 18th of april uh and then so he we we expected to be in the nikki for another whatever month yeah this time, time we were prepared for nikki so this guy is born uh a, a, a month before a month prior was it yeah for for him four it came weeks. at 36 weeks 36 weeks yeah so four weeks 35. yeah so four weeks and so we expected to be in the nikki for yeah whatever time because until. of the you know the growth yeah small he needs to feed he needs mm-hmm. to get big so yeah he was born and then we were in the hospital for a day oh wow uh, with a c section with a c section wow. even the doctor was like yeah. he's he's <laughs> never seen anything like that <laughs> the boy came out fighting he came out fighting <laughs> and uh, yeah and we had this really they had just completed a renovation of the hospital so it was a really nice room and we were, we were have you said you were ready to stay <laughs> you were ready to stay like this is a new it's a new room they just opened this wing so even if it's 10 days uh, we we'll, we got this it's new yeah he came he was healthy one one day i think yeah one 20, day with a c section and was, we came back oh wow yeah so god you yeah. know you know Nancy and Kenan um god is amazing yeah it truly I, is i think just first of all it's it's a great honor to have you guys shared these for the first time you said you've never shared it with anyone else the courage the story and um people don't understand when they see Nolan and see Nalani mm-hmm. the story behind that But that's why the, the 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 text we read today say that you know uh we are being molded mm-hmm. it's a journey your story is a journey yeah. what what would you what will you tell people out there that are going through this journey what would you tell them like what would be your word of encouragement uh from from our story um i would say that uh god's timing is the best mm-hmm. and uh God is go letting you go through that because he knows you are capable mm-hmm. to handle that. Mm-hmm. 
and um your womb is not it's a i like the, i like it's a waiting womb i like that because your story is not done yet um your family is not done yet mm-hmm. and if god chooses that that is not your cup mm-hmm. to have children take it with grace mm-hmm. i think it's hard to say that but i think god wants you to know that that is that is what he has apportioned you mm-hmm. that is your portion and he knows that you will take you will take your that and I'd, um i want to say to to those people also who have who have gone through this um you have a story mm-hmm. and your story is unique mm-hmm. and your story is special mm-hmm. god gave you that that special story and he knows who you are mm-hmm. he knows why you went through that and take heart and help another person before nancy goes in i want to i want to just say this it's not my mind to say but i will say <laughs> that a shout out to you know the pastors manene and yeah. mukua mm-hmm. to the best couples your best couples to the friend in oh, canada friends. you know yeah, friend, and, and many other friends yeah. who are there through with you guys through thick and thin um and um you know like the friend in canada doesn't know how much she contributed because mm-hmm. you had been through this story so i pray that someone listen to this to this podcast you will find a friend in this podcast you might not even necessarily call but you will find a friend that you can go replay when you're down and low yeah. and maybe going through that journey yeah. or if you know someone who's going through that please share this with them to let them know that people have gone through these and one way or another they've come out of it so i felt like it's it's Thank important you know. to give those yeah. those atn and need those yeah. guys who came in it's not just the people we've mentioned there's many many other people we haven't Indeed. mentioned yeah. Yeah. who came through for us uh during different times um immediately after you know we had the still but we had people come and help us cook people come and do shopping for us one of them literally lived with us for like 2 or 3 weeks taking care of me so we don't take it for granted i always remember those people i pray for them and i know that wherever they are god knows what they did for us and god will reward them yeah. in numerous ways i even remember one person who used i don't know how she used to know and that's the time kenan and i didn't kenan didn't have a job and i was still on a break mm. and at one point you know how you don't have money to buy like mm. food and she would bring exactly what we needed mm. exactly from salt to I'm telling you as a to the tea, to the tea. like mm. what and exactly. she did that <laughs> two or three times so wow. I mean there's a lot of people if if you were to mention it to be so yeah. so in all fairness we're not saying that the names that have been mentioned are the only names there are many people are believing in your lives who are there no, and to, yep. still to are yeah. Still yeah and still are, are in your lives now do you guys realize one thing that Nolan and Alani are going to hear this podcast one day i just <laughs> oh. just thought about that we've been sharing with them they know bits and pieces uh-huh. they talk about their brother a lot okay. and cuz we we named him his name is Nigel They, they know and oh, really? Nalani says we we are three they, they she's yeah. she doesn't know about the miscarriages but she knows about the brother and mm. they talk a lot about it nice. and we have a tree planted in his honor and they talk about that tree and yeah we we don't want his memory to fade because yeah. he's part of us so um, he changed us forever yeah, he did and then we we still have those the, the pictures mm. that we took um i know eventually we'll we'll get the courage yeah and God has opportunity time when we'll be able to look at those pictures mm-hmm. if he wants us to 
Uh, but I want to look at them. They're not bad memories mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. They're good milestones in our journey. Mm-hmm. And I think those those that's the moment where I think it chipped who we are. Okay. We want to bring these to an end, but I want to finish on it. Nancy, parting, uh, I mean, what 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 will you tell people out there who are going through this? And then we will have a segment to finish this. So I, I want to go back to the Bible, Joshua chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, where Joshua was instructed to build a memorial of stones, right? Mm. The, the stones, he was to get them right from the middle of the Jordan River, where the priest was standing with the Ark of the Covenant. And I just want us to remember that God's goodness in our lives. It's so hard to to go through a hard time and think of it as God's plan, mm-hmm. but it's all in God's perfect timing and God's perfect plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. So at this moment, I just want to remember his goodness of where he's brought us from and where he's taking us. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that life is easier or it's going to be easier, but we want to pray, trust and believe that we as a couple or even myself, because I've had people come to me when they're going through such situations, like maybe they're trying to conceive and it's so hard and we've prayed together. Mm-hmm. And we just want to be that person that people can come to and share their story or offer that shoulder to cry on or just a word of encouragement whatever it is that people need mm-hmm. in our own small way thank you thank you thank you thank you so much thank you so much uh i want us to finish but i want to finish on this note what message do you have for nolan and alani mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so Uh, this one you are not prepared for no yeah <laughs> so um, <laughs> i to them to to all our kids those that we could have had mm-hmm. and those that we have mm-hmm. i'm speaking to those that we have nolan and nalani uh you've 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 made our lives mm-hmm. much more happier mm-hmm. from and you've added happiness to what we already had mm-hmm. and uh watching you grow uh watching you hit your milestones even even though you didn't have a head start mm-hmm. you know you started very very low mm-hmm. with low milestones and you know you on the percentiles graphs you are way you are still down there mm-hmm. but over time you've showed us that you can conquer everything even if you don't have a head start so you don't need a head start to be great you you just need to uh, measure up your courage measure up whatever god has leveled you with whatever god has given you mm-hmm. that is what he wants you to use so don't expect to have to run fast like usain bolt mm-hmm. or run longer than uh, all this yes you just Keep need jogging. to measure up whatever you have because god has given you that so that you can be great and greatness seek your greatness from the bible seek your greatness from the book of the the word of god the world will give you measures of greatness the world will give you you know this is great this is what we define as great but the bible is your measure of greatness seek the word of god to show you what that greatness looks like mm-hmm. and you nice. know we love you and we really appreciate you <laughs> mm-hmm. i wasn't prepared for this but i know. let me see 
to Nalani, you you proved against all odds. And we call you our champion for a reason. And that's why you run the fastest. Mm-hmm. And but I want you to remember that running fastest doesn't mean that you know you you can reach your destination fast but it doesn't mean that you've won mm-hmm. so put god first trust and believe that he has you in his hand to nolan um you bring so much joy in our lives and you you proved over and over again that you know the sleepless nights i used to have mean a lot and you you're just a joy to behold mm. yeah awesome you know i'm excited about this podcast because they they will listen to this one day whether they understand today or not but they will listen to this but i want to finish by saying this uh to all of you who are listening uh we want want to say thank you so much the obicos for sharing with us your story Uh, thank you for walking us through the journey. It's not over. It's still going, but this one chapter that you finished, we pray for the next chapter. I feel I feel impressed to leave you guys with this text that I was reading. Um as you're sharing your story, I kept on re- re- reflecting and relating to it is the story of Samson, you know, the, in the book of Judges chapter 13 in the Bible and Samson is his parents cannot have uh, the Bible says actually in Samson chapter 13, I mean Judges chapter 13. <laughs> Uh, the bible says that uh in verses um i'm reading verses verses 3 and the angel of the lord appeared to the woman and said to her indeed now you you are barren and have borne no children but you shall conceive and bear a son you know the angel of the lord appeared and you know said this to this woman you can imagine the joy of a woman hearing that uh, and then he says verses 4 now therefore please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean for behold you conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head for this child uh, shall be a nazarite to god for the uh, from the womb and he shall begin to deliver israel out of the hand of the philistines and to both of you there is no child who comes from god with no manual you buy a car it comes with a manual you buy something it comes with a manual before even samson was born god has already destined him to deliver the, the, the children of israel from the hands of the philistines he's not born because god has no idea it's because god has a purpose for this child that is why he allows this child to be born there is no oops baby there is a purpose for that child we may make mistakes but that doesn't mean that that child has no purpose in this life So as 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 parents my prayer for you all is that you will find the purpose of these children because it will be upon you to guide Nolan and Alani to discover those purposes and as they do that there will be powerful life changes in this world so Thank you again for sharing with us Amazing Truth podcast. We told you 2021 is going to be on fire. <laughs> you know, and we've started on that note. Uh tune in next week as we come in with another powerful story yes. as we share another journey. There's a word that was mentioned by Nancy called Endo. Uh come next Endo. week so that we can learn what that means <laughs> as we build in this story. Thank you so much again there because Amazing Truth podcast hit us up in our handles on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh email Amazing Truth podcast at gmail and amazingtruthpodcast.org. Uh, Leave us a comment. We love you and thank you for tuning in. Thanks.
This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.